0: Welcome to the Social Lights Podcast with Kate Vandervoort, where I interview changemakers and innovators on how they connect with their tribe on social media. Brought to you by Social Mediology. Welcome to the Social Lights Podcast. I am here with Melissa Spilstead from Hypnobirthing Australia and Hypnobubs. So, welcome, Melissa.
1: Thank you so much, Kate. I feel very honoured to appear on
0: your podcast. It is wonderful to have you here. And to give people a little bit of background about how you and I have connected, I uh, connected with Melissa when I was pregnant with my first child and my husband and I had the privilege of attending one of Melissa's courses. And I've kept in contact with Melissa since then And not only has she provided me with a lot of support in my mother and birthing journey, but she's also become a friend. And it's really lovely to be here today to talk a bit about what inspires you, Melissa, and how it is that Hypnobirthing Australia came about. So I want to start by asking you, what is it that lights you up? What inspires you to get out of bed in the morning? Oh,
1: the joy of living. I just, every day is such a privilege. It really is. And so I wake up and I think of my family, my friends, the community. I think about the impact that I can make every day. And it doesn't have to be a huge impact. It could be as simple as just walking down the street and smiling to someone who's walking their dog. But you don't know what sort of impact that's going to make. And so every day, the way I start my day is, and I just, you know, whether you pray or, you know, speak to the universe or whatever, and I just say, please just let me live the best day that I can today and let me do good in the world.
0: Yeah that's what inspires me. What a beautiful way to start the day. And I imagine you've had a lot of inspiration for that, bringing so many, helping to bring so many wonderful lives into the world. It must, yeah, help to start your day with a lot of positivity and inspiration.
1: Yeah, so, really, you need to practice what you preach. I do find that in life that sometimes you meet people or you come across, sometimes it's companies, etc., And the way they interact with people isn't necessarily in alignment with what they say is, you know, their, what do they call them? Like company, what do they, you know, they write those company vision, um, mission, yeah, company mission. And sometimes you look at the company mission and the way they're acting and interacting isn't necessarily in alignment with it. So all, I teach practitioners who then teach the Hypnobirthing Australia program around Australia, and there's over 150 of us around Australia. And so this is what I say to them. I just say, look, please just always remember, just live your life authentically. You wouldn't even be attracted to doing what we do unless you did. But just practice what you preach. Be authentic. You can't go wrong
0: when you're just real and authentic. Very true. So take us back a little bit Melissa and tell us a bit about your journey leading up to launching Hypnobirthing Australia. What were you in a, in your previous life? Well, I
1: traveled the world. I started off in the travel industry because I wanted to travel the world. So, and I did. I I went to some amazing places. I've been to Egypt three times. I've traveled for months through Africa, through you know many different countries. Not your typical Kenya safari. I've been, you know, I've traveled through about eleven or twelve countries through Africa, through South America, Central America, Asia, and Europe. And through all of these travels, I guess I was just learning my way and finding out what my reason for being here on this earth really was. So I used the, my job in the travel industry to also give me the opportunity to travel. And then I'd quit for a couple of years and go backpacking and come back to the industry, etc. But when I came back to Australia, I started teaching travel and tourism. And that's when I really found my passion. And it's teaching. I love teaching. So I then went on and studied an education degree and i also i've always loved drama media drama speaking etc so i also completed a drama degree at the same time which led me into schools but i wasn't really i loved teaching in schools but i wasn't really suited to schools i don't think i, I just think my place in the world was, it was somewhere else. So we had, um, I met my husband, we had three children and I used hypnobirthing for my children. It's kind of my own form of hypnobirthing. I didn't actually ever attend a class because it wasn't very big back then. And I read some books, I saw a hypnotherapist and I kind of worked out my own method of preparation for birth. And I was pretty good at it. <laughs> you know, you find some things in life that you're good at. And it seemed that everything was, all of my experience and my training was all pointing me in this same direction. And I was able to utilize the, all the knowledge that I'd built up through my drama degree meditation etc using I'm professionally voice trained so I've been able to make special recordings for pregnant women and women giving birth and afterwards my education degree obviously I'm I'm a passionate educator I really believe knowledge is power so it all pointed in this direction of me teaching hypnobirthing so that's how I, I came to do it it was kind of by accident. It certainly wasn't what I ever planned to do, but here I am and I've found my Dharma.
0: (laughs) And so for those who are not familiar with hypnobirthing, can you give us a description of what hypnobirthing is? It does sound a bit weird.
1: You know, the whole hypno, people think, oh, what is a woman going to be hypnotized during birth? No, well, kind of, but not really. So (laughs) Hypnobirthing, I say it's a fancy word for a positive birth. We use self-hypnosis. So it's just a state of deep relaxation, tapping into your own subconscious. So we use those skills to be able to stay calm during birth because birth can be so intense. All types of birth can be intense, whether it's a natural birth, whether it's a cesarean birth, whether you do need some interventions or don't. Birth is intense it is a collision of physical emotional spiritual like it all just collides in that in that time of birth and so hypnobirthing helps us to create and maintain a really positive mindset remove fear leading up to birth and also to be able to chill <laughs> and to release and let go during birth, which is exactly what we need to do because birth is all about opening up and giving forth our baby to the world. And so we actually need to be able to release and let go. But hypnobirthing isn't just about the self-hypnosis. Actually, it's a pretty small part of it. It's a really comprehensive, evidence-based, antenatal course. So it covers tools, including self-hypnosis, but also including things like massage and breathing, acupressure, visualisation, upright positioning, etc. So tools, it covers knowledge so that you know what to expect during birth because knowledge is power and that can also remove fears. And we need to know a little bit about possible interventions that may occur or may be offered so that we can make informed decisions along the way. It also incorporates the partner in a big way. So, support is so important. Having that support of our partner through our pregnancy, there at the birth, it provides the continuity of care that we don't necessarily have in this day and age as a default. I'd like to see that change, and hopefully, it is changing. But at the moment, especially in Australia and a lot of other countries in the world, women don't have the same care during their actual labour as they have had through their pregnancy. And so they end up birthing with strangers. So the one thing that is constant is having your birth partner there. So that's a really big one, partner, getting involved, knowing how they can help and also having our caregivers on board too and being able to express our birth preferences very clearly with our caregivers and having that mutual respect. And the last area, so there's tools, (laughs) knowledge, support, and the last area we focus on in the Hypnobirthing Australia and Hypnobubs course is preparation. So we have a method of preparation that's just tried and it's tested like thousands and thousands of families throughout the world have used this method of preparation so we know the advantages and it helps to give you an easy to follow method of preparation so that you can prepare both your mind and your body for a really positive and
0: empowering birth experience it's such a wonderful framework and so much common sense, which seems to be lacking in a lot of our medical models. I know with my first child, I was determined to have her in the birth centre and to be in a very natural and relaxed environment, which is why we came to you to do the course. And one of the things that is so wonderful about your work, Melissa, is that in our situation, two weeks prior to our daughter being due, we found there was a medical complication and we just weren't able to do what we'd planned. And I remember at the time there was a lot of hysteria, there was a lot of drama, there was a lot of people very concerned about the situation and you really helped us at that time to take everything that we'd learned and to bring that into the operating theatre, which is where we ended up, and interestingly the medical professionals who were there and it was high drama there was a lot of backup on you know standby and lots of things in place but they actually said that it was the calmest that the energy in the room and the way that that played out that it was the calmest cesarean birth that that had and it was purely because of the skills that we learned with you prior to that but i love that your model incorporates that as well, because it is so much common sense. And sometimes there are times where it just, it has to be different than what you've planned, but the skills and the techniques and the preparation absolutely help you to do that in the calmest and most positive way possible.
1: And so you gave your baby the gift of a calm birth. And when you think about it in a logical sense, so when we are fearful, when we are scared, we're releasing hormones, stressor hormones, which are passing through to our baby. So the best thing that we can do as a mother when we're birthing, because a lot of stuff's outside of our control. We know that. And as was the case for you, you know, there were circumstances outside of your control and we have the benefit of living in this modern world where we do have access to this wonderful medical care when it's
0: needed. So absolutely, without that, we, neither of us would have survived. So it was, um, it. It was a, absolutely a blessing to have that.
1: Yeah, and you were able to apply what you had learned and it's not just what you learned. You took it on board, Kate. I know, you took it on board and you built on your prior knowledge too because you're a very aware person and you're familiar with meditation etc so you really took it on board you took it seriously you did prepare both your mind and your body so when it came to the big event, which could have been a quite a traumatic experience, a lot of women are experiencing trauma around birth. It's actually been in the news a lot lately and there's been some reports on the ABC, etc., talking about the high incidence of birth trauma in this country. And it's you, because of the way you were able to prepare and the way you were able to deal with that situation and keep yourself calm, You've given your baby a beautiful, precious, invaluable gift. You've also been teaching your baby that even when there's a stressful situation, that you are able to regulate your hormones and calm down. So I'm just in awe of you, Kate. I think you are amazing, not only in your, the professional work that you do, but also as a human being.
0: You have such strength and grace. Oh, well, it's a mutual admiration society, but thank you very much for your sharing that in the middle of our podcast. (laughs) So tell me, Melissa, what's your vision for Hypnobirthing Australia and Hypnobubs? What's the big plan? The big plan. I actually realised only yesterday, in fact, that I had
1: been limiting my big plan because I've always had this intention to make hypnobirthing accessible to everyone. I know how beneficial it is. I know we receive the feedback. We also do surveys and we can see the benefits for mothers, babies, families. So we know all of this. I have up until this point Probably limited myself because I've had a family too. I have three children. So I've wanted to be a mum. (laughs) You know, I've wanted to be around for my kids when they get home from school. I want to bake them stuff occasionally. You know, I want to be a mother as well. So I have limited it more to Australia up to this point. But we are just getting so much interest internationally about our programs. And every week I am contacted. From people in different countries wanting to translate our online courses and wanting to teach our face-to-face courses, wanting to take it to China, wanting to take it to Russia, to Italy, to, oh my goodness, like every week, I swear, <laughs> we're contacted. And it's been a little bit overwhelming for me because then I just think, oh, the translation and how am I going to be able to spread my time, etc. but I've been limiting myself all I need is support. All I need is the right people in my realm to help me. And so this year, the focus
0: is to expand internationally. Wonderful. And so if you look at the impact that your courses and your education and support has in the world, how would you describe that impact? I don't
1: think about it that often because I keep my head down and bum up and I just work and work and work. I do have a strong work ethic. And so I don't actually think about it too often, but very occasionally I just stop and like I might meditate and just stop and think about it. Or when I receive beautiful feedback from, you know, when people ring me or they send me an email or a message and they tell me about the impact that it's made on their life. and the Gravity of it all, it's like it sinks into my body. It's like it washes over my body to deep, deep inside. That's the best way I can describe it. And I just feel such gratitude that I am able to do something that serves the world and helps us to just have a better, all of us to have a better life. So, yeah, the impact is huge. Because I teach the practitioners who then teach this course to others. So it's like a tree with all branches and leaves, etc. And our online course is really popular. It's very popular in Australia. It's Australia's leading, we're actually Australia's leading antenatal course, Hypnobirthing Australia. We're more widespread than any other antenatal course in Australia. We're taught privately, independently, but we're also taught through different health systems. We also have an indigenous program too. We have a cesarean, the positive cesarean birth course, which was a world first course. And we have our Hypnobirthing Australia or Hypnobubs online courses, which is a standard course, which covers you for all scenarios too. And when I think about the All of the people who are attending these courses face-to-face and online in Australia and different parts of the world and then the knock-on effect that that has in helping them to achieve a really positive and empowered birth. And then that's going to in their relationship with their children too. Yeah, it's humbling. (laughs) It's amazing.
0: I love what I do. Do you have a baby wall? I can. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Just imagine that you must get many, many, many photos of beautiful little bundles that arrive. And, you know, as you were speaking, I was just reflecting that so much of so many of the skills that you teach are applicable in life. So it's not just through giving birth or having a baby. It's well beyond that. And even, you know, the communication between partners and just, yeah, the mindset that people have about their life. So the impact is immense and it's the ripple effects are well beyond the immediate application that people might come to you for. Oh,
1: absolutely. And people sometimes contact me about that, and you know, they'll send me a message saying, "I just had neck surgery today, and I hypnobirthed through it."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: it's, uh, I use Can imagine the... the
0: look on the surgeon's face. Yes. <laughs> <Someone
1: says that. laughs> I've used it for winning, having wisdom teeth pulled out, etc., and my dentist was chatting and chatting and chatting and I, I just had to stop and explain. I said, look, I'm using self-hypnosis, so you don't have to talk. Don't worry, I'm not asleep. Because I think the dentist was getting a bit worried that I was just so calm that maybe it was some kind of a reaction.
0: So, yeah. Stress yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're skills for life, most definitely. And so talk to me a little bit, Melissa, about the community that you have around Hypnobirthing Australia and how you use technology and social media to connect with your tribe because you do have a tribe around Uh, Hypnobirthing Australia.
1: I do. And I was an early adopter when it came to the social media and um, the reason or one of the reasons why our relationship has developed further is because when you first contacted me about hypnobirthing classes, I saw your email address, which was your social media email address, and I thought, ah, here's an expert in social media. So I did a bit of Googling, of course, and I checked you out, and I found out that you're actually an expert in social media. So I thought, I rang you. Can you remember? I actually rang you and I said, well, Kate, I know this is a bit unusual, but... You have reached out to me for some help for your birth, and I would like to reach out to you for some help with social media.
0: It was a match made in heaven. It was,
1: (laughs) it was, and then we just sat down. I think we spent a day together. You showed me the ropes. I then shared the ropes with you, and yeah, that started really. That started our journey, our traction in social media. So we were predominantly using Facebook. Though now we're seeing a real trend towards Instagram and you've got to follow your audience too. So my audience is obviously women in 20s to 30s to early 40s sort of thing, childbearing, you know, your typical childbearing age. And a lot of that audience is on Instagram now. Though I still love Facebook because you can actually share really great articles and things like that. So I feel I can share more relevant information and pass on knowledge using facebook whereas instagram's pictures and it attracts people but i can't share as much knowledge in my instagram posts so we still do make sure that we cover both we don't really focus on twitter my son told me that twitter's for old people (laughs) (laughs) this is my 14 year old son he knows everything of course so (laughs) for hypnobirthing I don't think Twitter's as relevant. It's still very relevant within the business world, but it's not as relevant for us. We use social media to create groups, so special closed Facebook groups so that our community of parents who have attended classes can stay in touch and ask questions and support each other, and that's very active and it's a beautiful group. We also utilise... What else with social media... Oh, well, we actually, we focus on inspiring, educating, having a laugh. And you taught me this right at the beginning, Kate. <laughs> we just separate it into like buckets of posts so that we always all light. Sometimes it's quite serious posts, but we also integrate a little bit of lightness in there too. So yeah, a little bit of entertainment as well, but we're growing We're growing and we have a very engaged audience, which is wonderful.
0: And I imagine people are very engaged with you for the period of time that giving birth is relevant and they may drift off after time. But I know that, you know, there's a lot of loyal people in your community who are very drawn to the community that you've created there. And it's a really beautiful place to be.
1: Yeah, it's not like we're not like some company that just has you know 1.1 million followers but watch this space <laughs> <laughs> so but we've still got a good number of followers but what's unique i think about us is there's only this little window when you're pregnant a window of opportunity so our audience is really the information there is only relevant for a shorter period of time whereas if we sold pool furniture, for instance, or I don't know, homewares or, you know, clothes or things like that. Our followers, if they like what we did around for years, whereas with hypnobirthing, it's really like a six month period. It's it's that's not <laughs> yeah, it is. But we have raving fans. So people who have used these techniques and benefited so much from it, they hang around to then support the rest of the community which I'm just so grateful to those parents who have you know they've gone forth before and then they're sharing their wisdom with others and that's a true community isn't it
0: absolutely and that's a testament to the community and the culture that you've created there that people want to stick around and support others and you know there's a lot of really quite negative parenting and mothering communities on social media and the ones and there's literally a handful, but the ones that I'm still in are those ones that are really supportive and encouraging and that the women are there to uplift the people, you know, and their partners as well, but they're to really uplift each other. And you've certainly created that in your community.
1: Thank you. I am quite passionate about that. And I do believe that, well, as I said, right at the beginning of the podcast, you have to practice what you preach. And I like to live a positive life. I'm not perfect. By no means, I'm not perfect. Every now and then I'll get into a little, you know, negative Nelly sort of. (laughs) But I do my best to stay positive and to, for my behavior to be in alignment with living a positive and good life. And so when you're the admin for different groups, I think that's also something that needs to be very clear So you need to monitor the comments and that and make sure that they are still staying in alignment. But also because this is a group of not just parents, but practitioners who then teach the course, I do screen all of the practitioners who they apply to do the training with me. You can't just go online and book to become a Hypnobirthing Australia practitioner. I interview you know i need to know that we've got the right people in our group it's about quality not quantity but the quantity has looked after itself because of the way we go about things And we have a special group for practitioners too, which is very, very supportive. So it's a closed group. The public can't see it. But it is amazing how all of the practitioners, because they come from all different walks of life, a lot of midwives, but we have midwives, doulas, hypnotherapists, physios, acupuncturists, yoga teachers, massage therapists. We have obstetricians, other medical professionals, psychologists, Gosh, I could just go on and on. I know I've, naturopath, like I've missed out so many different modalities here and educators, obviously, but they are all sharing their knowledge within the group. And that's that sense of a community. I'll also share something with you, Kate, because I know you'll get this. When I teach the practitioner training, right from the very beginning, I actually explain to everyone that this is a no bitch zone you might need to bleep that out for the podcast. I'm not sure we're all adults, (laughs) but I do explain that because it's predominantly women in our group. And I have been part of some pretty negative groups in the past, which I've removed myself from because it's not in alignment with who I am. And I never want to be part of something like that. And so I make it really clear from the start with all of our groups, whether it's practitioners and parents, that this is a positive zone. It goes back to what I was taught when I was a child. My mother would say to me, Melissa, if you haven't got something nice to say, don't say anything at
0: all. (laughs) That old (laughs) thing (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so much, Melissa, for being so generous with your time today. Are there any parting words that you have or any advice that you'd give to other changemakers or innovators who have a big idea and want to share that with the world? Just trust
1: your instincts. What I did when I started Hypnobirthing Australia, was a little bit crazy, really. Here I was, I was a trained teacher. I had A fantastic job, I was happy, I loved what I did, but I knew my instinct told me that I could make more of an impact by creating my own business. And so I had a very supportive partner, and I'm very fortunate to have that support. But I took a leap of faith in many ways by creating my own business. And I didn't call it hypnobirthing Melissa either. I called it Hidden Birthing Australia because I did have a vision. And so my advice to others is take the chance because if you really want to experience joy and joy beyond where you are now, sometimes
0: you need to make some changes and take some risks. Thank you so much, Melissa. It's been so wonderful sharing this time with you today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Social Lights podcast produced by Social Mediology. You can connect with us on Facebook at Social Lights Podcast and you can find today's show notes and more episodes at socialmediology.com.au forward slash social lights. Please subscribe in your favorite podcast platform to receive future episodes and share with your tribe to inspire others to action.